I'm in the big leagues, told them don't miss me. Ballin' like Houston, ayy, feelin' like Whitney. I need a bag, bruh, send it through quickly. I'm making his dog, like I'm in the big leagues. Told him that I gotta go, dog. I'm riding the road, y'all. I think that I'm back in my bag now. So I need that go, y'all. Got hits when he throwin' a fastball. Just too quick for it, peeling off like the whip orange. Seen the effort is piss poor. I got too much, I gotta tend to. Car payments and a rent due. Told y'all that I'm. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Another Turnover, the basketball podcast where a basketball fan with zero basketball credibility gives his opinions on what's going on in the NBA. Opinions that no one asked for. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Chris Aaron Murphy, aka AA Ron. And ladies and gentlemen, Let's just jump right into it. Folks, welcome back to the latest iteration of another turnover. I am uh, excited after a few week hiatus. Those of you who know me in real life or my personal life know that I am currently deep in the midst of wedding planning. So going through finding a venue and a DJ and a photographer and all that stuff. I'm. Let me tell you something about myself. I'm not a planner. Not a planner or an organizer when it comes to events and whatnot. That is that is not my forte. But I'm doing it with my favorite person in the entire world, my lovely fiance. So we're getting it. Wedding day is coming up fast. But uh, I am uh, excited to be back on this episode. Excited to get into some things. First of all, happy Black History Month. I'm recording this. It's February 2nd. I'm recording this. But by the time you're hearing this, it'll be at least February 3rd. So happy Black History Month. I want to thank all of the black and brown people who have contributed so much to our society, not just in the United States, but across the world through inventions and discoveries and research and inspiration. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you have done. But um, speaking of Black History Month, um, if you remember, if you were a longtime listener, you remember I did this last year where I just want to share some, uh, some little uh, black history trivia, but, you know, NBA related. So um, we're going to do that this year as well. So I'll try to do that for all the episodes of this month. But first black history trivia question that I have here. Who is the only player to be all time? All time, or who's the only player to be top five all time in points and assists? I feel as if it's pretty easy, but the answer will be revealed at the end of the episode. So you make sure you got to listen to the whole thing. But uh, let's just jump right into today's episode. So I just kind of want to basically go over. Um, we'll talk about the current standings, uh, the state of the league as of the time of recording, Thursday night. We'll talk about All Star Game coming up on February nineteenth, so or just a little more than a few weeks away from that. Um, and then we'll talk about uh, a particular player who was one of my favorite players to watch and uh, in the MVP race. So I think you'll probably know where I'm going with that. But let's let, take a look at the current standings. Let's take a look in the East first. So right now, number one in the East, Eastern Conference and number one in the NBA percentage-wise is the Boston Celtics. 11-5 um, and five record they had since January 1st, since the new year. So they've been playing well. They beat some really good teams during that stretch. They beat Dallas. They beat Brooklyn. And they also beat Golden State, so Boston Celtics are playing pretty well. Joe Mazzula, um, it's I mean it's basically like Ime Udoka is there. Like Joe Mazzula really hasn't done a whole lot like with their you know their offensive and defensive strategies. At least I don't think. I mean, granted, I'm just a fan, so maybe there's some things that coaches see differently that I don't. But Joe Mazzula has them playing pretty good basketball, so I'm definitely impressed with the Boston Celtics. Um, also, though, with an 11 and five record since January, overall record of 34 and 17. Is the Milwaukee Bucks, 
my early preseason pick. Um, they didn't beat a whole lot of playoff-level teams during that stretch, uh, but they did beat Denver, who uh, we'll talk about here momentarily. Uh, but the Bucks have been playing pretty solid. Third in the Eastern Conference, you have the Philadelphia 76ers with the best record since January 1st, as of the time of recording, 12-3, and beating the Clippers, beating the Nuggets, and beating the Lakers, which the Lakers aren't a playoff team, but I just like to highlight when they lose. Um, but they have an overall record of 33-17. and uh, Fourth in the Eastern Conference team who has struggled uh, pretty much all of the new year, um, you have the Brooklyn Nets with a 7-8 and record, so below 500 record. And they've had some bad losses. They lost to Oklahoma City. They lost to San Antonio, which, I mean, I'm cool with that, but San Antonio's awful this year. Um, and then they also lost to Detroit, who was pretty bad, bringing them down to a 31-20 and record on the season. If you remember a few weeks back, well, before Kevin Durant got hurt, I was talking about how they were rolling. They had won like, they won like 17 of 18 or something crazy like that. Um, Kevin Durant's still out, if I'm not mistaken. He is not back yet. But probably when he gets back, they'll probably, I don't th- I don't see them being, you know, below 500, but we'll see. Um, another team who has kind of uh, fluctuated a little bit is the Cleveland Cavaliers with a 31-22 and 22 record right behind the Nets. Um, but they've had an 8-8 eight and eight record since January 1st of this year. Um, but they did beat some pretty decent teams. They beat Phoenix, they beat Portland, uh, and they beat the Milwaukee Bucks during that stretch. So Cleveland has kind of been up and down since kind of starting off pretty hot. Um... I do see some holes defensively from that team. Their uh, front court defensively isn't bad, but their uh, perimeter defense leaves a bit to be desired. Um, so that could rear its ugly head come playoff time, but we shall see. Uh, a team that has played pretty well um, since 2023 has started, though, uh, the number six seed, the Miami Heat, with a 29-23 and record, 10-5 and record in January, beating the Clippers, beating the Bucks twice. And also beating the best team in the Eastern Conference, Boston. So Miami Heat is on the come up. I definitely had them, I think I had them ranked much higher than six. They were pretty bad to start with earlier in the season, but I think they had some injuries that they were going through. But number seven, you have the New York Knicks at an eight and seven record. Um, they've, uh, they've beaten Cleveland, they've beaten Boston during that stretch. Excuse me, eight and seven record in January, overall record of 27 and 25. So just barely above 500. Um, so the Knicks. I mean, I don't expect much from them. Right now, They obviously, they are a play-in team, and that's being generous, I would say. Now, well, let me backtrack that a little bit. Jalen Brunson has played pretty well. Um, he probably is their best player. I mean, they're paying him like he's the best player. So, I mean, this is probably about where I expect the Knicks to be. But the next team underneath them, a team I'm just, I just expect more from. I'm disappointed with them, and that's the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they went nine and seven uh, since you know since January, um, twenty six and twenty six record. So right at five hundred right now. Beat some decent teams during that stretch. Beat the Clippers, beat the Bucks, and beat Miami Heat. But I just expected more from them ever since they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, what was that? Twenty one. Yeah, losing to the to the Milwaukee Bucks, the eventual champion. You know, last year they you know below expectations. This year below expectations is Trey Young. Is Trey Young the number one? Can Trey Young be the number one option on a championship team? I guess the jury is still out on that. Dejounte Murray has played pretty well. I have a hard time saying that because he keeps keeps running his mouth about the Spurs, you know. But that's a story for another day. But he's played well. I will give credit where credit is due. But yeah, this Hawks team, I'm just kind of disappointed with them, um, just you know personally. But ninth seed, 
um, is the Washington Wizards with a 24 and 26 record. Um, went eight and five though since January 1st. Um, they beat Milwaukee and they beat Dallas during that stretch. I don't really, I mean, Bradley Beal is just collecting a check, so I don't really have much else to say about the Washington Wizards. So, um, and then in the tenth spot, you have the Indiana Pacers with a 24 and 28 record. Not a good 2023 for them so far. Mo pretty much mostly due to injury, but four and 11 since 2023 started. They were uh, they were they were balling out. Tyrese Halliburton and uh, what's his one kid's name? Matherin, I think is his last name. I can't remember his first name. But they were playing pretty well. But they've had some. Uh, they lost to the Philadelphia 76ers, which is not that surprising. They lost to the Orlando Magic, which who loses to the Magic? Probably the Spurs. But um, and then they lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So Pacers. Bit of a skid. I think Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, my Siri just triggered. Oh, hold on. Be quiet, Siri. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I think Tyrese Halliburton is back, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, but we shall see. We shall see, uh, you know, where the Indiana Pacers land from here. So still a lot of flexibility in the Eastern Conference. You have, let's see. Seeds two through six, so the actual playoff teams, are only separated by about five and a half games. So you have a lot of mobility there um, in the Eastern Conference. But let's take a look at the Western Conference. Let's take a look what's going on there. So best team in the West, number one, number one record, I should say, is the Denver Nuggets with a 12 and four record since January started, 35 and 16 record overall, beating some pretty solid teams, beating Boston, beating the Clippers, and beating the Cleveland Cavaliers. During that stretch, um, y'all know I love me some Nikola Jokic, one of my favorite players to watch. He's the back-to-back, -back, reigning back-to-back -back MVP, um, but uh, pretty solid. Pretty solid from the Denver Knight because I like what I've seen from them. I think I have them, I don't know what I have them. I didn't pick them in the finals. I think I picked the Warriors, but I have them making a deep run. I could see it. I can see it this year more than more so than the previous years, but excuse me. Um you have the number two seed in the Western Conference, the Memphis Grizzlies, ten and six record since January started. They have lost. They have lost six of their last seven. So not a great, you know, stretch of games for them. Ever since that Shannon Sharp incident, uh, if you, when Shannon Sharp got into it with Dylan Brooks, which was hilarious to me. Um, but uh, yeah, not not a great stretch from them. I can't. Can't remember who they beat during that stretch, but uh, they they lost to quite a few, you know, teams that they probably should have beat. But they got a 32 and 19 record right now. This took me by surprise. The Sacramento Kings, the third best team in the West, um, 29 and 21, 10 and 6 uh, record since January 1st. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Memphis Grizzlies. Just solid. I mean, Deer and Fox. Who else is on that team? Sabonis is playing well. Um, you got that one kid. I don't know how he's doing, but I know they drafted Davion Mitchell from uh, uh, Baylor last year, the year before last, if I'm not mistaken. But they're hungry. I mean, I'm like, could this be the year the Kings get back in the playoffs? I think the last time they were in the playoffs was 2006. I would love to see them back in the playoffs. I mean, Spurs ain't going to make the playoffs, so why not Sacramento? Why not? <laughs> but uh, fourth best team in the Western Conference, uh, the Clippers. 8-8 um, eight eight record since January 1st, 29-25 record currently. They have won, unlike the Grizzlies, on the flip side, they've won six of their last seven games. So they're playing pretty well. Kawhi Leonard's playing consistently again. Paul George is playing consistently again. So pretty solid from the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, fifth seed in the, in, the, in the Western Conference, 
Dallas Mavericks, 27 and 25 record with a six and nine record, a losing record since the new year started. Um, they have lost to uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. They've lost to the Washington Wizards, and they've also lost to the Portland Trailblazers. Those are all non-playoff teams that they probably should have beat, but unfortunate for them, they've been losing. Luka Doncic, people talking about how great he is. He needs some help. I uh, don't know what else to to say about that. Mark Cuban's got to get him some help. Mark Cuban's willing to spend the money, but who would they get? Who would they trade for? Who's going to sign there? Obviously, the jury remains to be seen, or the jury's still out, I should say, on that. Um, sixth seed, this one also surprised me, the Minnesota Timberwolves, because they started off really slow this year. 28-26 and 26 overall record, 12-5 record since the new year, so pretty solid um, overall record since the new year started. They beat Denver, they beat Cleveland, they beat Memphis, all playoff teams, so pretty solid for them. The Golden State Warriors, who have been losing a lot, they're 26-25 and 25 on the season. A play-in team currently, but... 7-7 seven seven record since the new year started. Obviously, Steph Curry just got back in the lineup about a week or so, a week and a half ago. Um, so they've been dealing with, obviously, you know, his significant injury. They are, the difference between him being on the floor and him being off the floor is crazy. Um, but they've been, uh, they've been, you know, kind of flying by the, you know, how should I put this? They've struggled mightily without him, but they've also struggled with him. Because there have been games, really close games, and games that they probably shouldn't have lost, that they lost, and that he did play in. Um, but you also have, let's see here, eight seed in the West, Phoenix Suns, seven and nine record since January started, twenty-seven and twenty-six record overall. Um, they've lost Miami, they've lost Atlanta, they lost to the Knicks. The Suns, yeah, I think they're pretty sure their window's probably done. I mean, Chris Paul is noticeably showing his age. I'm not saying he's washed or anything like that, but he's definitely showing his age. That 2021, you know, championship or uh, finals run that they had, that that was probably their shot cuz yeah, I don't I don't see it with this team anymore, but who knows. Um ninth seed in the West uh, with an 8 and 6 record since the new year started, also 27-26. The Utah Jazz, they beat Cleveland, they beat the Clippers and they beat Dallas during that stretch. So they, you know, shot out the gate really hot. They were the number one seed in the Western Conference for a hot minute, uh, but they've obviously kind of fallen back to grace. Everybody thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Right now they're a playing team, which is pretty shocking. Um, this team, number 10 seed, the New Orleans Pelicans with a 26 and 26 record. Feel really bad for them because they were playing really great basketball before injuries to both Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. Three and 13 records uh, since the new year started. Not great. Lost to Orlando, lost to the Washington Wizards, both non-playoff teams as of right now. Um, I don't think there's a timetable yet for when Zion Williamson's coming back. I think Brandon Ingram just recently came back, so hopefully they can get back to their winning ways somewhat. But, uh, yeah, not great. Not great for the New Orleans Pelicans. But those are the current standings. That's how they uh, they shape up as of today, February 2nd. Um, best record in January, though. The Philadelphia 76ers with a 12-3 and record. Now, if you remember on my season premiere episode this season, preseason prediction was that the Philadelphia 76ers were going to have the best overall record in the NBA, best regular season record. I mean, it was in the beginning. That, that pick wasn't looking so great with all the injuries they had. But, I mean, it's not looking too bad right now. We'll see. And then, I obviously, I had, uh, I had Memphis as the number one seed in the Western Conference. They're three games behind Denver. That's all I'm saying. Those those picks aren't looking too bad now. I was clowned a little bit for uh, for my Memphis Grizzlies pick especially, but I'm just saying. 
you know, they're second in the West right now. But uh, let's transition a little bit. Uh, next segment that I wanted to talk about. The All-Star Game. Like I said, the All-Star Game's coming up here soon. February 19th to be exact. So just a little more than two weeks away from the All-Star Game. The starters got announced last week, if you've uh, been paying attention. So the West starters pool will be uh, Steph Curry. This will be his ninth All-Star appearance. Luka Doncic, this will be his fourth. Uh, you have Nikola Jokic. This will be his fifth. Uh, or fifth all-star appearance and then Zion Williamson who this will be his second I don't he probably won't play he'll probably be replaced an injury replacement um, someone will come and take his spot and then you have the captain of the West Pool LeBron James with his 19th all-star appearance pretty incredible um, you know they're pretty rare I, I can't remember how many other players have reached that many all-star games he might he might be leading I think he might be number one but uh, those are your starters for the West Pool. The Eastern Conference Pool, you've got Kevin Durant with his 13th uh, All-Star appearance. You've got Kyrie Irving with his 8th. You have Donovan Mitchell with his 4th. And then Jason Tatum with his 4th. And then the captain of the East Pool, once again being captain, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And this is his 7th All-Star appearance. Now, those are the starting pool. Now, if you remember um, on my last episode how I kind of talked about how you know they do the draft and whatnot which this year is different they're going to do the draft the day of the all-star game kind of like playground style it's like all right I want him I'm gonna take him I'm gonna take him so that's gonna be pretty fun I think that's gonna be pretty entertaining but you know you had some people you know talking about who was snubbed for uh for all-star starters and I have it pulled up here as a Bleacher Report article that I was looking at so people felt Ty- a lot of people felt Tyrese Halliburton should have been a starter. I understand why he's not. I mean, it's a mix of, you know, your fan vote and, you know, I think it's players and there's one more. Is it it might be media as well. So, you know, he kind of he's playing in Indiana. So you kind of have that playing against him. Uh, so I can understand why he's not. But he's balling out. Shea Gilgis Alexander. I could see him being a starter. Um, let's see here. Who else? DeMontis Sabonis, nah, I don't think he's a snub. Laurie Markinen, nah, he's not a starter snub. Joel Embiid, yeah, I can see that, but I don't know. I mean, Tatum, when I started, I wouldn't start him over Tatum or Giannis, so, or Kevin Durant, so, sorry. Sorry, Joel Embiid, you didn't, you're not a starter. Um, but yeah, those are some of the snubs for, for starters that people felt. Um, it was in a Bleacher Report article, like I said, that I looked at, but just today, right before I started recording this episode, they announced the reserves. So we know the full teams for the Western Conference pool and the Eastern Conference pool. So your Western Conference pool, you have Paul George making another all-star appearance, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, which I think this is his first all-star appearance, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the, uh, the number of all-star games, uh, here, but you have Jaron Jackson, you have Damian Lillard. You've got Laurie Markin in Utah, so I think this is his first All-Star appearance. John Morant, and then you have DeMontis Sabonis. So, look, there you go. The people that felt that those players were snubbed, they're all on the team. Like, great success. Um, but then you have the Eastern Conference pool, and you have Bam Adebayo, you have Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton, Drew Holiday, and Julius Randle. So, I mean, I feel as if that's that's pretty accurate. Um I'm looking, I was, you know, when I was putting research together for the show and I found out the reserves, you know, I looked at, all right, who do people feel was snubbed from the team completely? Um, a lot of people are saying Jalen Brunson. I can see that, but 
in the Eastern Conference pool. I could see him being an all-star over Drew Holiday. I could see that. De'Aaron Fox, um, was people feel he was a snub. Mm, no, I wouldn't put him over any of the other, other guards. Anthony Edwards, I wouldn't put him over any of the other guards. James Harden, I don't feel... He's played... He's been solid. I don't think he was an all-star this year. Devin Booker, well, he's been injured, so... Yeah, that makes sense. Anthony Davis, yeah. I mean, if Devin Booker and Anthony Davis were healthy, they'd be all-stars. Um, Jimmy Butler, mm, who would I put over? I'd probably put Jimmy over Bam, but Jimmy's been dealing with some injuries as well. Pascal Siakam, yeah. I think he should have made the team. He's been playing really well, and Toronto's has kind of... Oh, wait, no. Toronto's not a playoff team right now. No, never mind. Your team's on the playoffs. You don't deserve to be on the all-star team. <laughs> But uh, anyway, those are the All-Stars uh, starters. Those are the reserves. I'm excited for All-Star Weekend. Like I said in my last episode, All-Star Weekend has been a big part of my childhood. Just I remember watching all the events, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I remember when Kevin Hart won the Celebrity Game MVP like four years in a row. Um, and then you had, who else? Who else is in those Celebrity Games? I can't remember the other celebrities, but it's fun. All-Star Game's fun. You got the dunk contest, three-point contest, all that good stuff. But uh, let's transition. Uh, last segment I got here, I wanted to talk about... I just wanted to talk about Jokic real quick. I mean, a lot of people are talking. There's a lot of talk so far. And the NBA is definitely a story and a narrative-driven lead like I talked about before. But there's a lot of talk. Is he going to go back to back to back for MVP? We could see it. I can't remember. I think it might have been... It might have been Jason in my season premiere episode that talked about Jokic going back to back to back. We have not seen that since Larry Bird, Larry Legend, one of the all-time greats. But Jokic, check this out. Jokic is averaging 25 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists as a center. He's averaging a triple-double as a center. Now, other people have averaged triple-doubles in a season before. Russell Westbrook has done it multiple times. The Big O, Oscar Robinson's done it. Um, who else? Uh, James Harden almost did it a few years, a few years back when he was in Houston, but as a center, that's just impressive. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a Nuggets hater. That is impressive. But their last five games, or excuse me, Jokic's last five games, he's averaging 28 points per game, 12 rebounds, and 11 assists, shooting 72% from the field. Those are like 2K numbers. 54.5% from three-point range, and 93% from the field. Like I said, those are the, the last five games. His overall season numbers aren't aren't that good, but it's pretty incredible. Um, I mean, like I said, we have not seen someone go back-to-back-to-back to back to back since Larry Bird. I would like to see that. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I would like to see that. Uh, but Jokic, he's a media darling. Everybody loves him. With them having the number one seed right now and playing that the way that they are, if he keeps up those numbers, especially those numbers from the past five games, which I think he, I don't think he will keep up those type of numbers. But if he keeps up his season average and finishes averaging a triple double this year, I think they give it to him, especially if they finish with the number one seed as well. Um, but I know I said out that was my last segment, but I've got one more thing because coming up here by the time we have the next podcast. LeBron James is probably going to be the all-time leading scorer in NBA history in uh, total accumulation of points. So I just want to give a shout-out. Shout-out to LeBron. 
Uh, I mean, for an incredible record, definitely one of the all-time goats. If he's not in your top three, you're doing something wrong. Um, but LeBron James, uh, it's going to be pretty incredible. They're kind of tracking it. He's, as of the time of recording, as of right now, he's 89 points away. And some people believe they have a game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Lakers do, that is. And that's on Tuesday. And some of those, like, courtside seats are going for, like, $90,000. So they're anticipating he'll break the record against Oklahoma City on Tuesday in uh, Los Angeles at the Crypto.com Arena, which is a terrible arena name. Um, but it should be pretty incredible to see a record that has stood since, oh, gosh, what? 89, if I'm not mistaken. That's when I think Kareem retired. In, I think Kareem retired in 89 or 90. I thought it was 89. But it might have been 90. Anyway, a record that stood for 30 plus years. So um, I think it'll be pretty cool to see. I love to see records broken as long as it's not Spurs records. But um, anyway, before we wrap up here, I got to give you the answer to the Black History trivia question. So who is the only player to be top five all time in the NBA in points and assists? And that is none other than the king himself. LeBron James. LeBron James right now currently sitting second all-time, going to be sitting first next week um, in all-time in points, God forbid, you know, injury or anything like that, and is currently fourth all-time in assists. That's incredible. He's not a point guard. I mean, he he plays point. I understand that, but he's a forward. Like, impressive. LeBron, pat on the back. You're incredible. <laughs> well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all the show I have for you fine folks today. Thank you so much for being back with me. I was uh, very much looking forward to today's show. But uh, still got some more wedding planning, so please be patient with me. Bear with me. If I don't get an episode out, I will definitely let everyone know beforehand. But um, if, like I say every single week, you can do all the good things. Like, share, subscribe, leave comments. I would appreciate it. But I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Take care. And go Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs>